Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Hello. I'm Sydney and I'm sorry for this episode. And I'm Delaney and I suffered this week. And this is Book Cult. And they were talking about a book. Yeah. So um, today, Sydney made me read Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. Yeah. So. I should look up the pronunciation. And um, yeah. So I'm drinking water with some Crystal Light. I'm Delaney today. Oh my God. And to make up for it, I'm drinking double the wine um, because uh, Fred Meyer had this wonderful deal where you could get these little tiny little baby wines and they were like $1.75. Oh, so they're Sutter Home Family Vineyards, very high quality shit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is just a Moscato and the other one is a, it's like a fruit infusion. It's tropical pineapple. I think regular Moscato is better though. All right. And yeah, we'd like to give a shout out to our listeners in Indonesia. I'm like 80% sure we haven't given you guys a shout out yet. I did not check. So maybe a double, maybe the first time. Anyways, thanks for listening. And hello. Yes. All right. So fun facts. Is there anything fun about this book? Not really. No. But um, so I just looked up some stuff about the book. All right. Let me make this bigger because why why would I do that? I can't read for shit. Awesome. They do. They're getting worse every day. (laughs) Like I should be wearing glasses full time now. I mean, I should have since I was born, but whatever. Ignoring that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, this book, Lolita, was adapted into a film by Stanley Kubrick, you know, of the moon landing fame. He's the one who filmed the moon landing. He picked the moon landing. (laughs) And also did The Shining, but... I think of him with the moon. But everyone knows him for the moon landing. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So it was made into a film in 1962. <laughs> we should do a mini on that conspiracy. <laughs> I want to because I love it. It's just the flag, you know? It was there's no wind <laughs> on the moon. Anyways. Windows. So many no, mirrors, not windows. <laughs> windows on the moon. <laughs> anyway. That would be the <laughs> windows. Anyway, so it's also been made into plays, musicals, ballets, and operas. So it took um, Vladimir five years to write this book, and it was originally going to be published under a pseudonym because, um, you know, you know, it's this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. Uh, but it wasn't. 
So um, this book was turned down by like six, nope, yep, six publishing oh. companies, um, which they are now like, ooh, it was a big hit. That was a mistake. We're dumb. But at the time they were like, mm, pedophilia. So I would not feel dumb. I would not feel dumb. It's a fucking hit. I, I mean, stand by my nose. They should have made, they could have made a fuck ton of money. Anyways, so it was eventually accepted by Olympia Press, which was known for publishing, and I quote, pornographic trash. Okay. <laughs> um, so Maurice could- Goldiari, um, he was the one who like got this book published. Um, he was pretty sketch, and like people were like, yo, Vladimir um i don't know about this like this guy isn't really good but vladimir was like i want my book published okay whatever i'm ignoring it but um maurice was into the protagonist's behavior in lolita and yeah he he thought it was autobiographical ew so yeah anyways in september of 1955 5,000 copies were released and within, oh, well, with a lot of typos because this guy's it's not a good publishing company, okay? Yeah. But it sold out like, it out. yeah, it was, it was a big fucking hit. And it was even called one of the three best books of 1955 by the London Sunday, Sunday Times. So one of the three best books of that year. Um, and also the editor of the Sunday Times the London's Sunday Times saw this, saw that it was listed as top three and was like, oh my God, no. Like, this is the one of the filthiest books ever. He was not happy about that. And then this led to the book being banned in the UK and France for two years. As you do. Mm -hmm. It was the first book since Gone with the Wind to sell more than 100,000 copies in the first three weeks. Okay. So I'm telling you, those other publishing companies, they missed out. This thing was a fucking hit. People love gross shit. It's true. Um, yeah, you want to hear something gross? Oh, this God. novel is classified by many as an erotic novel. That's gross. It's awful. It's it's a lot. It. Yeah. So that's my fun facts. <laughs> Those weren't fun at all. <laughs> Some were fun. To go into my summary, which isn't really a summary. It's mostly just me complaining. Just one small week ago, this book was some gross pedophile trash that I've heard that I'd heard of, but I'd never read. And now I'm ready to fight everyone that defends this shit. I don't get it. I hated it. I have no sympathy for Humbert and I wish he died. It literally started being creepy on page. I mean, yeah, he dies eventually, but he doesn't die how I like how he should, how he, he deserves to die, like page fucking 26 or some shit i don't know very early basically he started being creepy on page nine that's what i wrote in my notes and he ruined the word nymph for me which i really wasn't a word that i used very often before is that a popular word in your vocabulary i thought it was a cute word until i read this book and I should have counted how many times he used it. I tried to Google it, but then there was just a bunch of like essays about Lolita and I didn't want to read any of that shit. But yeah, he ruined that word and just nymph, nymphette. Like, I don't, I hate it at all. And I wrote down actually the, he wrote, I wrote nymph, 
nymphic equals demonic, but nymphets are, it's the ages of nine to 14 when mm-hmm. girls go after older men, basically, which was pretty gross. Yeah. So trigger warning. Sorry. I should have mentioned this at the beginning, guys. This is about sexual assault on children. It's grooming. It's about this pedophile. It is awful abuse. So yes, it is. It's good. It's, it's a lot. Um, also it's murder so you know this book lots anything that could be a trigger is in this book people also and too much what? french but anyways too much french it's not the murder that you want there's no translation for any of the french you're just supposed to know i guess which i'm like vladimir i cannot and i did not really want to like text arian and be like hey will you, will you translate this for me because i was very scared at what i would find I think you should have, and I would have liked to know. Well, there's also so much of it. I would have been like, okay, here's 20 minutes of me typing up this French. I don't understand. Hey, Arianne, read Lolita. What does the French part say? (laughs) She'd probably do it. But anyways, not the point. Yada, yada. I skimmed a lot of this book because Humphrey creeped me out a lot, and I just hated it. And he would just go on these long tangents about describing shit. And I was like, I don't care about your thoughts, Humphrey. I don't like you at all. And like, okay, so the way you described this book to me before was that it's supposed to be like, you feel sorry for him because he's like, I'm so gross. I'm a gross little pedophile. But no, he's disgusted by himself for like half a second. And then he's just talking about how hot all these young girls are all the time and how they want to be with older dudes so bad. And he's just really gross. He like really hot though. So like, it's okay basically because I'm hot and they want to be with me because I'm hot and I'm like I don't I don't think so Humphrey I think you're a gross gross man how old even is he 30s 40s I think he's like 50 at the end well okay so he's born in the 20s and it's mid 50s towards the end I don't know there's some math there so yeah maybe he's only 30 I don't know but Basically, he gets away with everything. Like, he gets away with everything. Because even he, after he kidnaps her and he enrolls her in an all-girl school and she tells someone what's happening. Like, you know she tells someone. And then they just, like, run away before he can get in trouble for anything. And then she's, like, sick in the hospital later and her no- her nurse knows what's up and, like, is super rude to him because he deserves it and he's gross. And she's, like, she didn't want to see you anyways. And he never gets caught for his crimes. Like, literally no one does anything about it. And um, I refuse to call her Lolita also. I'm only going to call her Dolores. Yeah, but... Dolores or Lo sometimes. But yeah, I mainly wrote Dolores because that's her name. That's her name. It's Dolores. And so she she gets taken from him uh, before he can, like, get her out of the hospital. And then he just, like, leaves. And then, like, he finds her, like, two, four years later or some shit. And she's 17 at this point and she's married and she's pregnant and she's like, yeah, you were like an okay dad or whatever. I'm not going to run away with you again. Um, And then he gives her a whole bunch of money. And (laughs) okay. So I was confused about the guy that kidnapped her from him because like it was, they said it was his brother, but then it was like some weird gross guy. I I didn't really care. Like I said, I just say who he is. I saw that you were confused. I tried to explain in mine. So we'll get to it. Okay, good. I skimmed a lot. I'll admit it. I didn't like this book, so I skimmed a lot. But 
that guy's not great either. And so then Humbert's like, I'm going to kill this guy for stealing you from me. And because he's gross, but I'm not because only I can do this shit. And he, it takes him like 15 shots to kill the guy because he's probably really drunk because he's also an alcoholic. He drinks a lot of gin, gin and pineapple juice is his drink of choice. If anyone was wondering, and he's like never shot a gun before. So he like misses the guy like a whole bunch and like whatever. And that's why he's in jail because this whole book is written when he's in jail and he's in jail for murder, not the pedophilia, not the kidnapping, none of the assault or any of that shit. And then he's like, boohoo, don't publish this book until me and Dolores are dead because I don't want her to read about how gross I am. And it's just, I hate this book. Fuck, fuck Humbert, Hubert, whatever the fuck his name is. I didn't even... That's not his real name because he doesn't give his real name, but of course not because he's a gross little worm boy. That's why he calls himself Humbert Humbert, like that's his first and last name. Gross. So, um, yeah, he's in prison writing this, as you said. Here's how it mm-hmm. goes starts with his childhood. Um, he was pretty privileged, he lived in France and like Spain sometimes, and he really should have known he shouldn't have any reason to be fucked up. But here is his reasoning for being the way he is, and I'm like. This is part's kind of interesting because it's like, we'll get into it later. I think I have a question about it. But so when he's like 12 or 13, he falls in love with the daughter of a family friend and they like are dating. Things get a little physical. They make it pretty much to fourth base. Um, but then they get caught and then she dies a month later. I like how you said fourth base because I don't know if I've ever heard anyone actually say fourth base. They just say home run. <laughs> It's well, third it's base the and then it's a home run. <laughs> I don't do I almost said football. I don't do baseball. <laughs> well, I guess it's not always a home. I don't know. It it is. It's a score. You scored. <laughs> I think I don't know. Anyways, we're not talking about baseball. So that's his excuse for being attracted to like 12-year-old girls. Um he talks about how like he used to try to fight these urges. Um, I'm like sure. And he married a woman to appear like normal and he put himself in like sanatoriums and then he would find um, sex workers who looked young and then eventually found one who was like actually young, but she wasn't good enough for him because she was, you know, he thought she was like dirty or whatever. She was too much. She wasn't pure enough for it. She wasn't a nymph, you know? So he goes to America, which I mean, like, I'm glad we get nice immigrants like him and not those filthy refugees <laughs> looking for a safe place for their family. <laughs> this motherfucker yeah. gets them to America. But those who are trying to have a better life? No. No. Cool. Yeah, those criminals coming from across the border. Fuck you. People. Idiots. Anyways, that part made me mad when I started yeah. thinking about it. But it's like the 30s, people. Every immigrant was hated, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't um, there. I don't know if my name and my family was there. Irrelevant. It wasn't a great time. So he rents up renting a room from a single mom and her 12-year-old daughter, Dolores, um, who is Lolita. That's what he calls her. Or he calls her Lo or a lot of different things. He likes names. And um, so the mom hates Dolores. Like, but this kid's a lot, and she's a single mom, and it's probably a fucking a lot of work. And Dolores talks back, and she doesn't really listen, and she's kind of a brat who doesn't shower, which really, the whole, how she was always 
not showering. I was like, what? Yeah. It was a weird part to put in. I was like, why? Why isn't she washing? What? <laughs> but, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I'm glad she used soap. I'm like, Jesus Christ. What is this? <laughs> we should make this girl shower. <laughs> but um, he ends up like, he wants to get with Dolores, the child. But obviously the mom's around. And she, he's like, I need a reason to like, stay around because I can't just like live in their room forever renting a room from them and one day he finds a letter from the mom and she's like I love you if you love me stay if you don't please get the fuck out and he's like okay that's my way in so he marries the mom and then Dolores is at a summer camp so he's like can't wait for her to come back to school come back for like school and the mom is like I'm gonna send her to a boarding school she is too much and he's like no and then suspiciously she gets hit by a car and dies so the mom's dead and I'm like, mm, I don't believe her story. I don't believe his story about how it really happened. I feel like he really had something to do with it. But that's not the point. So he goes to Dolores' summer camp and is like, your mom's in the hospital. Come with me. And she's like, okay, because technically he's her stepfather. And like, what is she going to do? And he kidnaps her and takes her across the country on like a road trip. But it's of like they see fun sights and stuff. And also she's abused multiple times a day and cries herself to sleep every night. Reviews, huh? Reviews. Um, I gave you one of the best reviews. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I peeked at it, but I tried not to read it. Okay, so I'm starting. Review, here we go. An old friend used to say that Ulysses was a good book to read, but not a good book to read. After reading Lolita, I understand what he meant. Three stars. I, I can kind of get that. Okay. Nymph. Nymphette. Nymphetiquette. Nymphology. Nymphism. I will never think of 12-year-old girls the same way. There's a stain on my brain. Five stars. Yeah. After you said how much you hated the word nymph, I saw this review and I was like, perfect. Lolita is a remarkable book, not because it is good, but because of how damn dull and boring it was. And how uninteresting the character Humbert Humbert manages to be despite his perversions. Has there ever been a more boring character? What, other than his pedophilia, makes him interesting? One star. John think his pedophilia makes him interesting anyways, but. I mean, that's his only character quality, really. So I agree with that one. And he's rich. They never, yeah, he has a lot of money. Anyways, last review. Color me disturbed. Reviews for this book had already told me this was no easy read, but none of them can prepare you for what's inside. Four stars. Gross. I'm telling you, it's well written. Disagree. It was hard for me to read, but I was just disturbed the entire time. Yeah. So going back to an old part of our show, questions from the internet. Yay. These are from, from Shmoop. Shmoop. Yep. Dot com. All right. Are you done, buddy? Are we good? What is the effect of knowing from the beginning that the three main characters involved in the story are already dead? Who's the third? Oh, her mom. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing it's her mom. It's like, what? When does he die? Oh, I guess you're just supposed to know that him and her are both dead because of the end, right? Yeah, he said this won't come out until we're dead, so. 
I think it just makes it, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like distanced from, it's not like in the present tense, so it seems more distant from the actual things that happen. That's probably why it was done. Yeah, I don't, I never even thought about that because it doesn't even tell you till the end that, you know, they're It also tells dead. you in the very beginning. Well, that tells me how much I pay attention. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess if I was paying attention, it would make me feel slightly better too, knowing that it's all ended, even though, like we said, he gets away scot-free with no consequences and no one ever really stops him. Yeah. So. Moving on. Moving on. Can Humbert ever be said to love Lolita does he ever consider her as a being outside of his own imagination is the reader ever able to see Lolita in ways that Humbert cannot he does not love her he's obsessed with her and he's obsessed with this idea of her not of her as a real person because remember at this one point she's my favorite point was when he's like wow she is kind of a brat like I get why her mother didn't like her that much yeah she's a child not some perfect little she's a teenager fairy that you think she like she's not some goddess that you think she is always talking about her skin and her hair she's a pre like she's a teenager who doesn't shower and likes reading magazines yeah. and chewing up like she is just a kid so he does not see her that way yeah and i think the reader is able to see lolita in ways that he can't just because i mean it's more like in you just know that obviously it's not i don't know if it's inferring like he talks about how she cries herself to sleep at night and i just i'm like yeah she is she's unhappy um yeah she has a terrible life well and you kind of read between the lines because i think he kind of says a lot of stuff like blindly without like reading into it knowing what it means like he's like yeah she cries herself to sleep all the time but then he's also like Oh my God, she's like so good at tennis. Like, oh, she was happy doing this one thing and then was cranky when I showed up, but like, it's fine. Like, he just kind of skims over a lot of it. Yeah. Because, like you said, he has his own little image of her that like he can't see beyond that except for those glimpses when he gets annoyed by her. And I really thought he was going to like replace her or something at points because he'd be like, Oh, she's so annoying, but look at that younger girl over there. Like, well, hmm. he would have eventually if she got older. Yeah, that, I was kind of waiting on that too. But yeah. All right. Is Humbert likable? Why or why not? Really, Schmoop, you really got to ask that question. What part of this man is likable? Like, tell me a part of him that I should like. Like, he has no redeeming qualities. He's a fake little snake man. Like, I hate him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't like him. Is he Humbert likable? No, he's not likable. Yeah, that's You should answer. all hate him. Anyways. Okay, so early on, we learned that Humbert, I don't know why I, I want to call him Hubert so bad. Humbert is insane enough to have committed himself to several mental institutions where he enjoyed misleading his psychiatrist. Is Humbert's madness an excuse or a reason for his sexual deviance? Can we trust a story told by an insane narrator? 
I did like the points where he was talking about fucking with the psychiatrist. I did think that was kind of funny that he was like, I know what they want to hear. And I just tell them that so that they give it, me the diagnosis that I want. I was like, okay, you're clever. Like he's really smart. He so it's like, smart. I don't think there, there's never an excuse for pedophilia. And it, I just, I don't think he's that crazy either. I don't know. I mean, does pedophilia count as a mental illness? I don't know how that shit works. I don't I don't know if people have gotten there yet. It's um so I watch a lot of Law and Order. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I mean therapy would probably help him. And like counseling and yeah. I don't know if there's like medicine, antipsychotics, I don't know. But he should get some help because he mm-hmm. is has an issue, obviously, to yeah. be doing that. But also not an excuse i mean it's not a reason usually the reason is um having been abused yourself as a child so that's a little I yes, wonder trauma yeah most people who are most pedophiles were also you know like r kelly he was abused as a child and now he has sex trafficking so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sorry, just now he has sex trafficking. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. But I think that's what it starts with. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah, Humbert really doesn't have he doesn't have anything besides like his childhood girlfriend dying or whatever. Yeah, but like have anything that he tells us because it's from his point of view. So maybe he suppresses it or he doesn't want to admit it because maybe he's like embarrassed by it. Like a lot of especially in this time period, if you're a boy. If it, mm-hmm. maybe it's another man it's gonna and they're not usually they won't admit it like that's yeah. so i'm gonna say that's but, probably, i'm gonna i'm gonna say that happened that would make more sense to me it would but i don't think that no we can't trust his his narration no because he's biased yeah he's really biased and he's gonna try to put himself in the best light even when he is admitting to like the terrible shit that he's done like he's still like skewing it in his favor so no fuck humbert no forgiveness okay next question is lolita a moral story despite nabokov's insistence in the afterward which i didn't read that it's not he says this isn't like no moral this isn't like don't it's no message i'm giving you it's just fucking fiction I mean, I feel like to write something like this, you had to have some kind of like, I know, like you were trying to stir up people's like feelings and morals to find out why he wrote this. And by trying, I mean, I read a Wikipedia page about this book and I couldn't find it. But not the afterword. (laughs) I think I was going to read more. I barely finished this book. Okay. I mean, same. It's not, I mean, it's not terribly long, but it is 300 pages and it just it's a dance like especially towards the end it gets it's just so many words and i know that's stupid to say because it's a book so obvious but like it's a lot just descriptive and not so much action towards the end yeah but also there is a lot of action because they do like multiple cross-country road trips but it's also yeah like prose prose is just yeah but like the way he writes like yeah I don't know. I I don't know. 
isn't a moral story. It's definitely a what not to do. I don't really get why it's held in such high regard as it is, but it's not great. I mean, it's the writing style. Like, that is good writing. I'm going to tell you that. Subject. From from an education, from my education, I will tell you. The writing, very good. He's a great writer. Yeah, and the subject's really fucked. But I guess if you look at it, it's a moral story, like, Yo, pedophiles are bad. I don't know, like, obviously, but it's just, like, showing him, (laughs) showing how somebody... As a person. Yeah, but, like, knowing that you also see his point of view from it, but you do also see how his actions are hurting Dolores, obviously, and how terrible. But you can see his, like, rationale of it, I guess, so you can kind of maybe understand people like this better i don't want to understand them but i guess okay next question if we believe humbert lolita initiates their first sexual encounter yet later humbert admits that lolita sobs in the night every night every night the moment i feign sleep (laughs) does what begins as a game for lolita become a brutal and inescapable reality or has Humbert been lying to us from the first? Okay, I have the answer for this. In his view, his perspective is she is, she wants me. She mm-hmm. is a child who does not obviously want to have sex with this man. Even if yeah. she did, that's grooming. That's not, she is 12. She cannot consent to that. Like, that's, no way is that going to be her. Like, oh, but she wanted you. No, you're the adult. Say no. Even if she tried, but she wouldn't try because you abused, like, he raped her. It's. I, I have a very bad but very good connection to this, um, which is, um, you know, the story of mine. Well, this just relates, like, the difference between a pedophile and a normal human being because he is claiming that she's into him and she wants it and everything. This mm-hmm. This is, like, the most innocent portrayal of this also. But I've told you the story of when I first met my stepdad Mike and I was about seven years old and I thought he was so handsome and I was like in love with him but I couldn't have him because my mom was with him not because he was a 40 year old man or whatever and so I was yeah and so I was like okay if I can't have Mike I'll have the next best thing his older brother Pat my uncle Pat who my aunt was dating and then my aunt had to buy him off of me for like a dollar 68 or whatever but it's like that innocent thing of like children, like when you're a young girl and you're like idolizing that whole like marriage and everything, like it's just a cutesy thing that you're like, oh my God, a handsome man or whatever. Like I love him, whatever. Like maybe she did say that kind of shit to him or whatever, or she thought she, he was handsome. So she wanted to hang out with him. Like that's a child being an innocent fucking child. Yeah. He's the one that skewed it. It's like when I was 12, I thought Orlando Bloom was super hot. Um, should Orlando Bloom have had sex with me? No. No. (laughs) It's it's a ridiculous thing to say she, there's, even if she did, she didn't. Like, there's no such, like, how people were like, oh, um, like, baby prostitutes or like, wow, young girls being, no, there's no such thing as like a 12-year-old sex worker. And this was also heard on um, Voices for Justice. This girl was better at the age of 12. And they're like, well, she was like, you know, a sex worker and was doing drugs. I was like, "Uh, no, she's 12. So nobody should do that. (laughs) Like, that's no, 
she's being trafficked at that point. Somebody mm-hmm. is using her. That's well, there's no you're blaming her for being abused. What the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, it's there's no up. no matter what, it's never her fault. No. You know, she could she could literally take off all of her clothes and stand in front of him, and you should be like, I will not have sex. with you're a child. So like you're a literal child. Please leave. Yeah. Or I will on, leave. It's the adult's responsibility to you know not rape a child i don't it seems easy to not really bare minimum shit yeah you know stay away from children like god especially if you know oh god if you know that that you're thinking that way about a child get help and stay the fuck away from children like that he did like check like committing himself that's kind of what he was doing but he doesn't then it was a joke to him the whole time yeah he gets he doesn't take it like he does it but he doesn't go all the way mm-hmm. you know but anyways that's that's the end of those so let's go to our questions yay starting with a very important so, one how much do you hate me <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this because i saw this when i was writing my questions and then i remembered technically i'm the one that suggested we read this at this time i know oh, it was something yeah. we considered but like we forgot to mention, this is our anniversary episode. <laughs> I think it's in the very end of this episode, which probably is in the right place. And yeah, when is this right will be released place? on. So, you know. Happy 420. Yeah, Everyone okay. get lit while you're listening to this. <laughs> it might make it more bearable. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Maybe? Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I knew the story was going to be bad. So I did know what I was getting into, but I didn't at the same time. Yeah, um, it's not, I mean... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I say you should only hate me a little bit because like I told you we were going to have to do this book. When we started this podcast, I said, we are going to read Lolita. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm low key glad we did Flowers in the Attic for this. It kind of. Yeah. You got got Flowers in the Attic was bad. Bitch. Here you go. Dipped my toes in the water. You know what I I almost wrote, but I couldn't think of the best way to write it was that this book, in my head, I'm like, it's a combination of The Great Gatsby and Flowers in the Attic. Kind of, because like he writes like Fitzgerald. That's why his writing style is similar. And it's it's good writing. And also because a bitch gets hit by a car. True. <laughs> but um, also pretty brutally. Yeah, she just is fucking ran down. And then I just move on from that. I'm like, excuse me. And then me? some other bitch gets shot. Like, you know. But yeah, also that other stuff. 
but yeah it's it's not great Sid I would burn it but I don't burn books so um I suggest you keep it it's you know a classic (laughs) I said do you believe he's actually as hot as he says he is and you said bitch I already have this question you can keep it though it's kind of funny yeah because I literally before you wrote your questions I wrote coming later on do you really think he's as hot as he says he is? It was literally one of my questions. I can't put this up, but I'm like, oh, did I finish my questions? And I see that, I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, I didn't read yours. <laughs> but. I, <get> it. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think he can be that hot. I think he's full of himself. Okay, not hot. Continue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> not hot. Verdict. Done. Yeah. Oh my god, remember the app Hot or Not? My favorite app ever. Miss it. Very yes, I never went on a it. Terrible it's... idea. We're in a bad for your self-esteem, I'm sure. But my favorite thing ever, and I would totally do it again. Loved it. I only got like three something stars, but you know, I didn't have enough ratings and it's fine. I bet I was totally if I was on it now, I bet I'd probably get to like 3.5. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> I think it was out of five, but maybe it was ten, and that's just really sad. <laughs> I never went on it, so I wouldn't know, but yeah, yeah, Sydney, you're totally three and a half stars. Yeah, out of ten. Anyway. Um, Out of ten? Do you believe the mom really died in a car accident? Betty's running around. Um, Maybe, because I wasn't suspicious until you were wildly suspicious, because it is awfully convenient that when she was going to mail those letters about him mm-hmm. being a creepy little pedophile, that's when she happened to get hit by a car, which I'm also like, where is your mailbox? Did they not have mailboxes in the 50s? Where is she running? I know. She was like running to the post office. I don't know. Maybe she needs stamps. It's but like yeah. the middle of the night. I don't know. No, I thought it was like during the Some guy just like runs on the sidewalk and plows her down. And I'm like, uh, that seems fake. And I'm like, because, like, none of the townspeople are, we don't get their side. We just get what he's telling us. What he's telling Because he leaves the door immediately. Yeah. So, like, I, I, bet he, I bet he did it. But, like, do you think he, like, hit her with his car? Or, like, do you think he just, like, killed her and was like, whoa, that was crazy. She died so suddenly. Like, what? Um, is- yeah, I don't know. Maybe, well, they talked. So, you know, I was going to drown her in the lake originally. Yeah, I really he, thought he was going to follow through with that. Just didn't say so. You know, I wrote down so many times, like, is he going to kill her? Is he going to kill Dolores? Like, who is he going to kill? Like, is he going to kill someone? He does, but not any of the people I thought he was going to kill. Yeah, I, I think he killed the mom, though, because like it was too convenient of timing. So anything that's suspicious, he did it. The husband did it and she happened to die right before, like in a convenient time frame for him. No, I've I know crime. That's the husband. I know crime. Okay, well, I forgot my very next question is, uh, did you think he was also going to kill Dolores for a minute? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was was talking like it. He was like, oh, well, I don't know. He's going to get older, and I don't want her to tattle on me, and this bitch got to go. Yeah. That was like his game. I think he was going to kill her when she was like probably 16. He was going to kill her like before she had to take her to the hospital because he's all like, Make sure you got the gun with you. Got the gun in your little pocket. Yeah, got she said anything, he was going to shoot her. Yeah. That was his, I mean, that was his backup plan was to just kill her. So, you know, as it is. 
insane. All right. All right. So new question, really important. Do you really think he is, do you think he's really as hot as he is? I guess he's not here. He talks about how hot he is. Do you think he's that hot? I see it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To go back to it, <laughs> I have more to say. Okay. Because I think if it was one thing, if he was like, okay, because he does talk about before he kills the mom or whatever. And like before Dolores goes to summer camp and she's like all shy, like coming in to talk to him and everything and like sits on his lap and whatever bullshit. And I could see if he was like, she told me I was handsome or something, then maybe. But he's like, I am so hot. Like he goes on and on about how he can get any woman that he wants, but he doesn't want them he wants Dolores like whatever and it's just like bro if you were that hot you wouldn't have to brag about it all the time okay people wouldn't think you were fucking creepy as shit all the time this man you know told the reader he's so hot too many times for it to be believable also anytime that he was like oh she was like shy around me she probably that was attractive was she we don't know unreliable narrator you know well there's there's also the time that he sees that girl he's like right after a bender and he goes to say hi to her and she runs inside and his dad her dad comes out and he's like oh i could probably charm him and then he's like wait i'm realizing now what i look like with my bloodshot eyes and my disgusting dirty hair and like yeah like he's a fucking mess half of this book because he's he's always alcoholic He's not hot. Yeah. I mean, he's like, can't visit Dolores at the hospital. I'm too drunk. Like, fuck you, man. You're not hot. No. And yeah. if he was attractive, his personality would have roomed it anyways. No. Okay. So next question, which we also kind of went over because you tried to explain it to me, but I'm still confused because who did she run away with? Because why did they keep saying that it was his brother? Because, like, does he have a brother? And then, like, like, because she, 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 it's the dude in the Corvette, obviously, who she's talked to a couple of times or whatever. And then she goes away with him and goes to that, like, dude farm, as they call it, where they're like, hey, you should be in this orgy or whatever. And she's like, no, I only want to be with you. And he's like, fuck that noise. And then they break up and then she goes off and finds her husband or whatever. But like, I was just really confused by that whole scene, honestly. And like I said, I know you tried to explain it to me, but like, why did they keep saying it was his brother? So I think he's just saying like he looked like his brother and this man is drunk, first of all, and crazy. So I think he just like started thinking it was his brother. I don't think he has brother because he never mentioned a brother in his childhood. You know, I think he was an only child. He acts like an only child. so it wasn't his brother Von Trapp or whatever. Didn't he call him Von Trapp? Because that's that's fucking Sound of Music shit. I know. And then I was confused about that too because like I don't know when the Sound of Music came out, but it was the Von Trapps were a real family or whatever. So I'm like, is this based on them? Like, oh yeah, I'm sure it was out by now because this is like mid fifties happening and like that shit's old. So yeah, I think he's just crazy. And so it was. She said it's the guy who wrote the play that she was in at school. He uh-huh. is a playwright, and that's how she like knew him. But also, then they kind of said it was the guy from the camp. But also, that might be wrong. But it's most likely the guy who wrote the play. And then she yeah. was like, "I already knew him." So very confusing. I know because I mean, we can't get any straight answers because it's from this motherfucker. 
Yeah. And, and he, the Lord says it when I tell him because, duh, why should she tell him anything? And she's dead now. So it's not like we can ask. It's not like there's an afterward by Dolores being like, excuse me, actually. I would like that. Her side of the story. Actually, that'd be so fucking depressing. Never mind. Okay. Your question. All right. Oh, yes. Do you think that the principal who discussed um, Dolores' behavior with Humbert was suspicious of what's going on because she seemed kind of like woke in a weird misogynistic way? And Dolores was displaying a lot of signs of being sexually abused, according to Law and Order SV, of course. Okay. That part confused the shit out of me because this headmaster or principal, whatever, was let me like making this big deal about like, yeah, we teach these girls how to date boys and stuff. And I'm like, why is that part of like the school curriculum? But I guess it was the 50s. So like maybe like it's more of like an etiquette thing and everything. Yeah. But like it was definitely weird because then it wasn't at an all-girls school but then it was like she never wanted to talk to any boys or nothing so i'm like was it not an all-girls well they had like co-ed dances i think you know how like those rich kids go to private schools like that and then they like will have dance with a private boys school or something like they could go to their dances together so they talk to each other and aren't weird yeah yeah it was just this she's like lolita dolores is acting out um Mm -hmm. she's you know, her behavior is crazy. Her grades are getting bad. And like, those are all signs that something is wrong. On. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the principal was a little suspicious. Cause like I said, there's no way that she went to the all girls school and no one didn't know what was happening to her. There had to at least be rumors of like, yeah, Dolores's dad is kind of weird or something like, well, yeah, I'm sure they, he seemed creepy cause he was and her behavior, like, Anyone paying attention to her would know something's wrong. Like, that girl is not okay. Plus, she was, like, he talked about, like, how she, like, had, like, glassy eyes or, like, like dead in eyes. Because she's probably disassociating, as you do. And I'm sure she just is, yeah, like, you would know. You yeah. would know. You'd have some, she wasn't, like, trying to hide her behavior act normal. No. Well, especially if you have that many students and everything and like, you're going to notice. Yeah. Okay. So next question um, on point relevant shit. Uh, What was up with the bit about him getting all of his teeth pulled out and like getting dentures or whatever? So this is why I thought it was that guy's nephew because it is the dentist quilting whatever. And then he was trying to find out where his nephew is because it was the dentist's nephew that is he went to the house with. And I thought that was the guy from the camp. Maybe it's just a guy that she knew from the neighborhood. And I think he was just going to the dentist if, and like he's, he had weird teeth stuff. At first I was like, oh my God, for dental records? And I was like, wait, no, he's not biting people. I don't know. At first I was trying to like hide. <laughs> Let me paint the scene for the people who refuse to read this book, who I'm going to say, good choice. Don't read it. He goes to a dentist and they take out like a whole bunch of his teeth, but like his canines are good, but he's like, well, if I wanted to get like a full set of dentures, shouldn't I just get all the teeth out, even the ones that are still good? And the dentist is like, yeah, probably. And like, we could get some dentures like made for you. And it would just take like a little bit. And he's like, how much, what is it going to be? And the dentist is like, it'll be this much. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to go see this other dentist who quoted me a much higher price. Cause it's obviously worth more from him or whatever. Like, fuck you, dumb, cheap dentist. 
And then he like leaves. And then he never mentions the teeth thing again. And I'm like, do you only have four teeth now? Like, what the fuck is happening? Well, I think he had some dentures originally. And he went to the dentist and was like, hey, I want a full set of dentures. But he only went there because he's back in Ramsdale, where Dolores is from. And that dentist is the uncle or dad of Claire Quilty, who's the man he ends up killing. So that's how he finds out where Claire lives. He was just going there for information. Because remember, he asked him, like, oh, what's your nephew up to? And he's like, oh, he's living at this area. Because like I said many times, and I will keep saying, I skimmed a lot of this book. So and these are the details I didn't get. This is why both of us read it, because then we totally know what's going on. Yeah. So do you want to just get into faith quotes now? Because I think that's the only thing you'll know what happens in the book of. Yeah. And I don't really even know how many I have. I only have three. One's really long. Oh, I have more than you. Not a lot that I loved in this book, you know? Oh, I have, like, a lot. Oh, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I have, like, nine. What the fuck? Guys, what is wrong with you? Well, a lot of them are me judging. Sorry, I have four. But um, obviously, you can start. Obviously. Let's see. Let's see what I got here. Oh, okay. I actually have ten. Because I do want to include this first one, which is from the very first page. Okay. Okay. It's on page nine, but it's literally on chapter one, like paragraph two. She was low, plain low in the morning, standing four foot, four feet ten in one sock. She was Lola in slacks. She was Dolly at school. She was Dolores on the dotted line. But in my arms, she was always Lolita. Hate that. Yeah, I mean, he's gross, you know, pedophiles. He is. All right, page 40. My smallest, most satanic hand in the little black book. Mine is mostly just like partial sentences. That's just a part of a sentence, but I like smallest, most satanic hand. Very cute. That's a good one. Um, I also have some partial sentences. Like on page 18, I had so-called normal relationships with a number of terrestrial women having pumpkins or pears for breasts. Yeah, he described women in fun, gross ways. He talked about, he was just like, oh, they're so, there's so much fat. And so like, he was like, oh, her thighs are so big. Fucking, she has boobs. That sense. sucks. I hate her tits. You know? I hate her tits. That's just essentially. Okay, this one's probably my favorite one. Page 98. The top of her head, a porridge of bone, brains, bronze hair, and blood. Blood. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's ahead. I mean, got all the parts. Okay. <laughs> this quote I mainly wrote so I could include a personal reference, but it's also about him being creepy. Page 47. Has she already been initiated by Mother Nature to the mystery of the menage, menagerie? Menagerie? Menagerie. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. M-E-N-A-R-C-H-E. 
Oh, Menage? That's what I know. Shut Not Menage. That's what I thought. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, bloated feeling. The curse of the Irish. Falling from the roof. Grandma is visiting. If you didn't catch on, he's talking about getting your period. Yes, and I is. wrote down, my friends, when we wanted to talk secret about our periods, we would say Aunt Sally was visiting. <laughs> Which is way better than whatever the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, I never had a weird code word for it because um, I'm not ashamed of my body and my body was like great okay so it was like hot goss back then yeah see i i'm okay with having a uterus actually i'm not i had another (laughs) dream about being pregnant it was awful disgusting yeah nightmare anyway page 193 there's nothing louder than an american hotel yeah okay you know what as someone who's been to hotels in different places I'm gonna say probably yeah. Yeah, America's gonna be loud as fuck. Okay. Um, this quote gave me Lemony Snicket vibes, which I know what you're thinking. What? But page 79. A few more words about Mrs. Humbert while the going is good. And then in quote in um parentheses it says, A bad accident is to happen quite soon. I remember this part and I was like, that's Lemony Snicket. <laughs> And then he says Baudelaire like two or three different times about some family or some shit. And I was like, okay. Wild. All right. My last one is long. It's a whole ass, the whole ass thing. Um, and it's, I like this because it's a reasonable view on fatherhood. This is from that principal, I'm pretty sure. And you know what? Love her. Here we go. A word to fathers. Don't frighten away daughter's friends. Maybe it is a bit hard for you to realize that now the boys are finding her attractive. To you, she'll still be a little girl. To the boys, she's charming, fun, lovely, and gay. They like her today. No, they like her. Today, you clinch big deals in the executive office, but yesterday you were just high school gym carrying Jane's school books. Remember, don't you want your daughter, now that her turn has come, to be happy in the admiration and company of boys she likes? Don't you want her to have wholesome fun together? Like, they're like, okay, but you were their age and you were dating girls. So, like, let her be a teenager. Yeah, and this is the 50s. And it's like, don't be an overprotective freak dad who doesn't weirdly protective of just your daughter. And it's like, boys, stay away. But my son should go fuck all them bitches. That doesn't even make sense. Contradictory. Well, and I'm pretty sure that his response is something like, mm, yeah, I want to keep her away from that shit, though. Thanks. He's like, eh, she's my little girl because we're married in my mind. Disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Back to all of the quotes that I have. Um, page 126. I wrote, LOL. So she floated up to me to ask if I was Mr. Braddock, because if so, Miss Beard had been looking for me. What a name for a woman, I said, as I str- and strolled away. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mine are all dumb quotes, because um, that's how I keep myself entertained. My next quote, though, is way on page 254. And I wrote, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Bad girl, dark hair, fat father cigar. Good girl, red hair, ha- handsome dadums, clipped mustache. Just what? What does that mean? Redheads are good, but people with dark hair are bad. So, yeah, sure. Me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Page 259. This one's about Rita, which we didn't even talk about Rita. Uh, 
who he dates for two years and yeah. has basically the body of a 12 year old but she's like 30 or whatever on 259 dear rita we cruised together for two dim years from summer 1950 to summer 1952 and she was the sweetest simplest gentlest dumbest rita imaginable yeah. i'm like don't be mean to rita okay oh that's my last quote yeah, yeah poor rita she i mean can i read you the very last note that i yes please do be true to your dick <laughs> which is not that's not about him being a pedophile that's oh, like the guy named the dicker has been named dick husband. <laughs> just be true to your dick yeah okay I, I guess that's the funny parts of the book is like when he makes little jokes like he named the husband dick you know yeah yeah you gotta find the dumb quotes in the midst of it but it doesn't make it any better or easier to read speaking of final thoughts all right i read this book time book time okay i read this book for the first time in my first year of college because everyone in my creative writing class was like lolita is the shit oh my god have y'all read like of course you've read lolita duh like that is a peak literature and i was like the fuck are these kids talking about I feel left out. They're pretentious as fuck. I thought I was pretentious as fuck. I got up my game. So I bought Lolita. And I read Lolita. And I liked it. Um, I don't remember being like more sympathetic towards him. But now I'm reading it. I'm like, why did I ever feel bad for him? This is disgusting. Like, I thought I had a different view on it the first time I read it. And now I'm like, oh, my God. And maybe it's because I only do, like, only listen to true crime. Like, 24-7, there's probably true crime in my ear yeah and so i'm like oh my god gross and of course i mean obviously i thought pedophiles were bad in college as well 18 year old me was not pro pedophile don't worry (laughs) but i just i I remember being like more conflicted about it but now i'm like wholeheartedly against him fuck him to death like why i don't yeah it was crazy um also bailey syrian read it and she had the same feelings reading it first time as I did so maybe it's just like a first time read thing and you're the wrong one I'm not wrong well Bailey Sarian is right because I'm obsessed with her so where am I what am I talking about besides Bailey all right yeah so I'm at the end of this I guess um we did this book for a one-year anniversary here I mentioned it finally yes um because I've been telling you about this book probably since we met I'm sure it's been yeah, yeah years because why not bring up a book about a pedophile Duh. why not yeah totally <laughs> obviously <laughs> this is like one of the books i was like we're gonna have to read this this and flowers in the attic i was like i am gonna make you read these and also 50 shades and of gray i was so gonna like, say in 50 shades so it's really like your top three and i made it and I'm, i did it here we are a year in done, done with the podcast <laughs> the end <laughs> all right yeah that's all i really have to say i mean like pedophiles gross um this book i can i guess i'd recommend it but like you you know with like a like a little red flag you know Lord. this book is disturbing i mean yeah yeah okay yeah um i heard about this book in high school because not only was i on tumblr, mm-hmm. but- very tumblr. this book's very tumblr is very tumblr but one of my cool friends talked about it a lot 
and I would give him um, rides home from school and he would talk, I don't know, this came up. And so I was like, that sounds fun. Cool. I don't know. He really liked it for some reason. I still don't get it. Um, I'm suspicious of this man. What is he up to now? I don't think he's a pedophile if that helps, but um, I hope not. (laughs) His name was Joey. He's very cool. He's very pretty. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was going to say like, he's gay, but I mean, gay people can still be pedophiles, but like, I really, he's not a pedophile. I can say that pretty, pretty certainly. I mean, there was a kid at my high school that I think turned up to be a pedophile, but it wasn't him. Okay. So he's fine. (laughs) Anyways, I wish I could remember what he and other bitches were saying about this book back then, because I didn't really pay attention to it and I still don't get the hype. So I wish I knew what the hype was still figuring that out. Like I've said, Humbert is really gross and annoying the whole time. And Dolores doesn't like him basically the whole time. Like at first she's like, okay, fun. And then she's like, you're crazy and awful, you know, pretty understandable. Yeah. As any and, would be. Yeah, exactly. To their abuser. And it's just him whining about how hot he thinks 12 year olds are. And like, why can't Dolores love him? Like he loves her. And it, it's like, hmm, like, I wonder, like, you know, yeah, you buy her whatever shit she wants and everything, but then you make her do sexual favors to get these items. And it's like, hmm, wow, I wonder why she's unhappy right now. Like, you, her father figure who is manipulating and abusing her constantly. Why would she be unhappy? That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy that she wants to get away from you, huh? Um, And yeah, I kept thinking that he was going to murder her and, like, kidnap another child because... Like I said, there's a lot of girls that he creeps on and is like, look at that young thing. And it's like, yikes. Um, because he's really not into Dolores's attitude and she is, you know, getting older. <laughs> She's 17 at the end of this, but he's still into her. But like, I didn't really get that. I really thought he, he was talks about her though. Her. He's like, oh, her skin. She's starting to look like a womb. Yeah. Did you remember the part where he said he wants to get her pregnant so he could have another little Lolita to um, abuse? So he wants to abuse his child. He wants to raise and groom the child for abuse, essentially, which, yeah, that's his biological child. (laughs) Disgusting. Um, Yeah. And I wish he died in this book because like before he ratted in jail because ratting in jail I don't think is enough for him and I really wanted him to die I really wish literally anyone would have stepped up and went bang bang and killed him and well, I would have been like thank god I mean he Happy came close when he was fighting with over the gun with the other guy I didn't even mention this that man is fucking like top he tops Rasputin he was shot so many times half his head was blown off and he was like crawling down the stairs and he's like though. walking up the stairs yeah and he's like oh hey yeah, you just kept shooting me. Dude, He's I'm just still bleeding here. all over the place. Also, that man, sure, he was also a pedophile because he was having sex with teens. But pretty funny when he was had that gun pointed at him. He was like, what are you going to do? Like, he was literally that was the funniest even part. while he was shooting him he was like come on you could like have all this shit like don't kill me like stop killing me i know he's just like come on dude you don't like why you don't, like he's just so apathetic about his own murder really though he's like you don't have to do that and then even like nobody knows that he's been murdered he like goes downstairs and he's like yeah i just killed that guy and everyone's like oh did you hear humbert killed him ha huh? like, oh thank god great finally 
and then they think the guy's dead upstairs and then he crawls out on the balcony and they're like oh look at him that jokester i know <laughs> think it's a joke and then he dies and they're like what what <laughs> well, i mean his face is gone like they talk about like his head there's a hole in his head he's bleeding everywhere the amount of blood is insane okay he's been shot so many times and i'm like, like this man at least five times i literally was like oh my god rasputin would be jealous of this man's ability to live i mean maybe he dies within like 20 minutes so oh, i think Rasputin so many would be, like, impressed gunshots. but like it's like three stars okay he could do more i just i mean he was maybe if he, he was thrown into a river and he jumps out later with his face all yeah hot, although hot now that i'm thinking about it 50 cent was shot nine times and lived so i guess i'm not that impressed anymore yeah so rasputin would not be impressed by this bitch he'd be impressed by 50 cent okay i'm pretty sure he does only good things if 50 cent is something bad please tell me and i will stop praising him but i, I think he's good he used to date chelsea handler that's weird i didn't know that i i didn't expect that okay you know that she's now she's dating joe coy now and they're like really in love yeah yeah i saw that i have no clue who he is i barely know like i kind of know who she is but i know that they were friends for a long time and she's like finally i decided to be with him and i was like wow every incel's dream but you know (laughs) yeah um so you know if you want to listen to more of our (laughs) podcast more of the episodes as a palate cleanser that aren't you know about pedophiles there's a lot of episodes not about pedophiles but there's a um, lot of episodes about incest there's enough for it to be a trend i guess um so go and look at our our whole backlog or whatever uh whenever you listen to podcasts because we're on multiple platforms baby and also you could like leave us a five-star review while you're there it's your contractual obligation that's a hard word Sydney. okay i read this one i drank two little tiny bottles of wine tonight okay i'm sorry but i'm it's also the most i've drank for the podcast in a minute yeah i mean i have not drank that much for the podcast i should again maybe for the next episode speaking of next week next week are finishing out my extra long month with the mist a stephen king which i've been informed is the second stephen king book we did i was like oh we should do a stephen king book and you're like oh he did carrie <laughs> forever <ago. laughs> and i was like oh yeah i guess he did write that episode 17 yeah i was gonna say seven so i'm glad the numbers i don't know any of them all you right <laughs> But I do know our website, so check it out. It's bookcultpod.wordpress.com. And also, if you don't want to go to that to find our social media, um, which I almost call it social meds, you know, as Todd is doing. Uh, I think it's a fun way to say it, whatever. So you can do that and you can find it at Instagram and Twitter. They're both at bookcultpodcast. And maybe one day Delaney's going to actually do the TikTok that she said she'd take over. I don't know. I I did uh, look at it. I liked a bunch of videos. So if you want to see videos I liked, we have a lot of liked videos. But, you know, making a TikTok is scary. I tried and I was like, no, I'm done. This is too much. I have ideas, but do I know how to execute them? No. How am I supposed to pick the perfect song background? That's the scary part. Um, I was, that was the only part I messed with. And it was Alt-J's, what's Alt, I picked an Alt-J song. Uh, left hand free no it was like Fitz I want to say Fitzgerald but I know it's not Fitzgerald Fitz 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 pleasure 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of Fitzwilliam. No, that's another book. Thing. <laughs> Fitzwilliam Darcy? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I, that's the one I picked. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. You're now part of the cult. No takesies, backsies. Hey, Fitzwilliam. <laughs> My fave Fitzwilliam. LJ song, Fitzwilliam. <laughs> I'm a real LJ fan. <laughs>